0: Steve Stebbing, how are you?
1: Clearer and more focused than ever.
0: You do sound good,
1: right? I sound like I'm haunting your studio. It is a little bit haunting, actually. Yes.
0: We've changed the technology (laughs) with Steve Stebbing, finally. We got him out of the 80s. (laughs) and got him here connected to the shift. So welcome to the program, Steve Stebbing. What the hell should we watch this weekend? Let's get into it because I was uh, killing some of your time by teasing Jason uh, the little things (laughs) to start.
1: Hey, it's fine. I want to nail the bastard. Who? For all of the girls he killed. I want to nail them too.
0: Difference is I'm doing it for me. little things jimmy it's the little things that rip you apart it's the little things that get you caught is that denzel
1: it is denzel um and uh yeah i mean this is the second big rollout from uh warner brothers in a really bad situation where they can't put their big movies out uh, so this one's going to be going on VOD for that kind of higher price. But, yeah, it's Denzel. The guy doesn't make a bad movie. This one is a movie that feels like it was made in the 90s. It was written in the 90s. Um, but, yeah, we get basically uh, cops blurring the lines of, of their duty to take down a serial killer that's played by Jared Leto. And uh, Denzel's partner in this one is Rami Malek, another Academy Award winner. So you have a trifecta of Academy Award winners in this movie.
0: Jared Leto is so incredibly creepy in general in some of his characters mm-hmm. that if ever the yeah. true headline came out that they caught a real serial killer and it was Jared Leto, everybody would go, oh, OK, makes yeah. sense.
1: Yeah. And he was dressed in Versace and like really weird outfits. But I mean, he already did play Mark Paul Chapman in uh, in uh, Chapter 27, I believe it was called, uh, who's the guy that infamously killed uh, John Lennon. Yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. What the hell should we watch this weekend? SteveStebbing.ca, by the way, go to his website. Uh, Justin Timberlake comes back with Palmer.
1: Listen to me, son. Kids are mean, especially when they see something that they ain't used to seeing. You ain't nothing but a criminal. You got no right looking after any child. Listen to me, son. Kids are mean, especially when they see something that they ain't used to seeing. You ain't nothing but a criminal. You got no right looking after any child. There's things in this world you can be, and there's things that you can't. How many boys do you see on that show? None. What does that tell
0: you? That I can be the first. Now, I believe Justin Timberlake is actually from Louisiana, so this might be a bit of a typecast scenario. Uh,
1: I thought it was, is it it Louisiana, or is it Tennessee or can? Hucky. I don't know. It's, you it's, a, tell it's a us southern about Southern show and I'm going yeah. to Google it. There we go. Uh, Justin Timberlake, yeah. Returning after four years. Uh, the last time he was in a movie, was Woody Allen's Wonder Wheel. Uh, and he takes the lead in this one about a con uh, just released out of jail uh, and kind of moves back in with his grandma and through circumstances finds himself uh, in charge of, Uh, of a young boy who has uh, some gender identity issues that he's trying to work out and basically kind of finds his redemption uh, through this kid. And, uh, I mean, I've never thought that Justin Timberlake was a strong actor until this movie, honestly. uh, I feel like he really comes into his own in this one. It's a very character-driven movie. Uh, and the only thing that I think that he did before that kind of fleshes out this type of thing would be social network, which is kind of almost written almost for him, even though it was a real person. But uh, Palmer was a really interesting move that totally caught me off guard.
0: Justin Timberlake is from Memphis, Tennessee. Britney Spears is from Mississippi. Ironically, unrelated. Jared Leto is from Louisiana, but then so is Reese Reese Witherspoon. And we would lose our shift union card if we didn't mention that Little Wayne is also from Louisiana. So there we go. Some clarity for everybody. (laughs) There we go. Um, Things we should watch this weekend with Steve Stebbing: The Dig. War wars looming, all hands are on deck to excavate before hostilities begin. The Dark
1: Ages are no longer dark.
0: Everyone's gonna want a peace, and this is your fault. Why else will you be playing around in the dirt while the rest of the country prepares for war? That means something, doesn't it? Life is very fleeting. I've learned that.
1: Would you have dinner with me?
0: Yes. It has moments you should seize. Hello, Britain. Tell us about your TV show.
1: Yeah, this is a uh, this was just captivated me. This movie It's going to be on Netflix uh, tomorrow, and uh, Carrie Mulligan having a really really strong year after a promising young woman plays uh, a real British landowner in the late uh, 1930s named Edith Pretty, who uh, hired a uh, basically excavation as played by Rafe uh, Rafe Fines to come in and dig up a hill in her, in her property that she believes that there is maybe an artifact hidden under it. Turns out that there is a ship under it that goes back to the Anglo-Saxon era, which is just mind boggling. The artifacts that they pulled out of the ship, the, the small treasures and everything. Uh, but at the heart of this one is a really great character story of a uh, very deep British melodrama, but beautifully shot and so wonderfully acted uh, I mean, I know we're early in the year of 2021, but this is probably gonna be in my top 10 or top 20 of the year.
0: Steve Stebbing, what the hell should we watch this weekend? Switching to the Blu-ray. Okay, this has gotta be bad. Uh, Jiu-Jitsu. <laughs> the comet you see in the sky right now passes over the Earth every six years. and causes a portal. But when it's open, we get a visitor from a distant galaxy. In the sci-fi sense the spaceman he comes here looking for a fight with you the chosen jujitsu. if he doesn't get it he stays and he kills everything that is alien politics 5 through 15 okay jiu-jitsu nicholas cage and vince neal
1: he can't no, be good. No, Vince Neil's not in that. I just, I'm, I'm just, you know, the only time that we really get to see Nicholas Cage act with his real ability, his real martial arts ability, because he does have it. Uh, to this point, is when you know he's trying to subdue Nick, uh, Vince Neil, on the Vegas strip from attacking a woman, which is something that really happened. You can Google that. It's something that really happened, and Nicholas Cage had to hold his drunk friend down from attacking a woman. So he is a hero of the martial arts variety, but now he gets to use it to take on aliens in a movie that is way better that uh, described than is in reality. I'll say, <laughs> is but it I, really? I love Nick cage. I, I really love Nick cage, but in this movie he's acting at somewhat of like a conduit between Yoda and Dennis Hopper's character, the photographer from Apocalypse Now, he's kind of in between, but he almost he actually wears a bandana and sunglasses exactly like Hopper does in that movie. So all bets are off. I think that's what he was basing it on.
0: All right, I'm gonna have to trust you on that one. Let's switch to <laughs> Southland tales. It's like the nervous breakdown of the century. Nothing that a killer, a porn star, in a tattoo parlor can't handle. <laughs> That escalated quickly
1: oh yes oh yes this is, okay this came out mid 2000s and honestly it got shelved so badly it was richard uh, kelly's follow-up to donnie darko it was supposed to be his magnum opus his big movie and people just didn't get it and I fell in love with it. It's got such a brilliant cast to it. This is The Rock before he was like huge. He was a huge blockbuster star this week. He was doing these like little art house films every now and then. Sarah Michelle Geller's in this one uh, just after Buffy. Sean William Scott. Justin Timberlake's in this one as well. John Lovitz. Uh, I mean, and it's a movie essentially about the end of the world doppelgangers, weird LA stories. Like it's just all this weirdness compiled into this brilliantly filmed fi- just madness and you know i like niche stuff i think you've learned that about me shane and this just fits lovingly into that beanbag that's in my brain here
0: <laughs> niche weird scary you know throw it all into a blender why not yeah. on tv we've got red
1: dwarf i try and expect remember and everything but it's not easy because he's such a smeghead. <laughs> Lister, not only are you so stupid, you bring aboard an unquarantined animal and jeopardize every man and woman on this ship. Not only that, but you take a photograph of yourself with the cat and send it to be processed in the ship's lab. Yeah.
0: So tell us a little bit about Red Dwarf and why we're going back over to
1: Britain. Oh, well, you know what? Um, This great streaming service called BritBox, it's been slowly grabbing all these old BBC series, all these things that I grew up on and slowly uploading all the seasons uh, onto their service. And now they have all 13 seasons of Red Dwarf that are all streamable. And I mean, this is sci-fi, comedy, ridiculousness. Uh, I mean, it's basically about the last human alive that wakes up out of a cryosleep on a ship with these three other idiots and just a, a completely brainless computer and basically go on uh, weird adventures through the galaxy. And I, I don't know. I, I was raised on this black Matter, uh, keeping up appearances, all the, all, just like all these shows of the era, and uh you know it's just a just a great trip and nostalgia to be able to go through all these from the beginning and the cool thing is my daughter's really lashed onto these and she kind of enjoys it so it's a win for me
0: they're reproducing there's we these weird tv people um resident (laughs) alien uh is also on ctv sci-fi let's check it out i have to prove i fit in that i'm
1: normal like them
0: this town looks like a slice of americana but trust me it has an underbelly my son told me you're an alien
1: well you don't have anything to worry about i'm not an alien thank you for coming over
0: (laughs) 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 nothing like a little alien growl in the background
1: absolutely and you know this show has so much good stuff going for it. One, it's based on a comic book uh, from Dark Horse uh, of the same name that has been such a brilliant read to go through. Uh, they cast Alan Tudyk for Firefly fans out there. He was Wash and just a show favorite. And comedically, the the guy's timing is just absolutely amazing. And yeah, I mean, it's a small town mystery show where he plays an alien that has assumed the identity of the town's doctor and is in charge of uh, helping to figure out a murder that has happened in this town. And so just incredible quirkiness. Uh, it comes from sci-fi, so hopefully they don't cancel it after a season like they have done with some of their other shows and they actually let give it some time to breathe like they did with Battlestar Galactica or uh, The Expanse until they eventually canceled that as well. Uh, And then Amazon had to pick it up. But this isn't going to be one that you can binge. Unfortunately, you're going to have to go episode by episode every week on CTV Sci-Fi. But it's going to be worth it. I'm pretty sure of it.
0: All right. It's Resident Alien right there. He's our resident Interior BC alien. Steve (laughs) Stebbing. And what the hell should we watch this weekend? Have a wonderful weekend, Steve. Uh, Thanks for being on the program. Always appreciate it.
1: Thank you very much.